and welcome to Wings Takes, episode 19. Uh, we're back. Big, big uh, draft this week. Um, I'm Trey. I'm joined, as always, by Cam, Tucker, and Dylan. What's going on, guys? Oh, we're doing Nothing much. How about you? Living the dream in quarantine. Um, so, let's just jump right into the losers. I'm gonna, I got myself on the list early because I made the biggest mistake that's ever been made on the show. I didn't put out a Waste Takes of the Week poll. I forgot. kind of forgot today was Monday. It was a gloomy day. It was a lazy day. Like, I didn't feel like doing anything. Nobody in my family felt like doing anything. We had soup for dinner. Like, that's how you know, like, nothing's going on when you eat soup for dinner. Like, so, out of a can? Like, just, like, soup. Yeah, just like a canned soup. Oh, Lord. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. yeah Max, so, or uh, grilled cheese? No grilled cheese? I had a grilled cheese as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes it a little bit better. But Cra- so crackers, I, oy- oy- oyster crackers? No, no crackers. Ah, damn. Oh, man. Uh, but I'll put that out midway through the week. We'll have two ways to taste of the week next week. Double dose electric episode. Tune in. Gonna be so good. Um, thanks to the draft, we got a ton of losers. <laughs> so many. Can- double loser. Cam Dolphins take not taking the quarterback. First uh, Tua. Right off the board to the Dolphins first pick. It's also Patriots Gordon take bad take. He is not didn't on a, even get drafted. Yeah. So Cam, your your response. Um, I mark me down as a loser now, but when the Dolphins when Tua is terrible. When Anthony Gordon shines, when Russell Wilson goes down with an injury, you'll be looking at me as if I'm a genius. So I'll wait it out. Um, another loser, draft loser, is Tucker. Tucker, you had the Chiefs last week moving up to get a re- receiver in the first round. I don't think they did. They draft a receiver. Period. They drafted a running back though. In the didn't they draft a running back in the first round? They. They worked on their offense in the first round, and so I'm going to take that as a W. Another loser, another loser that is behind the scenes, really, what is your father, Tucker, who told me, I don't know, two months ago, that Tom Brady and Gronk would be playing together on Patriots next year. Uh, the biggest loser of the group, I think. Dad, do you have any comment on um, your Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady take? No. No, I don't have any comments. playing the safe hand uh moving on to winners i have myself wait 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 wait, wait. i'm gonna throw myself or throw trey under the bus here as a quick quick loser i've heard from multiple uh people up in the great state of vermont a couple listeners they roast you every single time you say we're live when we're recording because we're not live but i guess that's an l on all of us we're live right now at Ford. We're live. I mean, that's um, true. But they, they, they say they uh, they get angry, which I don't hate. Maybe they listen. They, they keep a tally. Now, and you also forgot another loser of both me and you. Because we supported Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah. Forgot that. Big loser last week. <laughs> Jimmy Megatron, 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Big Cam, the Megatron take. Good <laughs> Hate, hate that man. We'll get more into that. But now that I know the five, you're gonna have to repeat this. All this. 
Cam, you can't eat chips while Trey's talking because if anyone else's mic is active when Trey's talking, you can't hear Trey anymore. His mic cuts out as soon as anyone's mic is active. I'll risk it. I'll dig your hand in a goddamn cheeses in the middle of when my own. Stop eating all those cheeses. Cook yourself when you jump on the cheeses. All right, where are we at, Dill? We're, we're, we're still rolling, baby. We're, we're pulling through. But I'm <laughs> going on to... No Cheez-Its, Cam, all right? I don't like it. Going on to the winners. I only have... I've, of course, our to-be-decided winner will be next week for Ways to Take of the Week. And our winners... I have myself. Two correct draft picks. The most out of the crew. <laughs> um, I, I am the biggest GM overall this podcast. Taking an L. We only got, I don't think, five right. Five. That's yep, not good. So... No. I blame Cam for that because his Dolphins take just spiraled everything. Well, it's a domino effect everything after you lose went downhill with the first one wrong. Because he took someone and then Dylan had to take Tua because he was the best QB on the board. And I had to take Justin Herbert at 12 when I knew they needed a receiver. It, it spiraled everything out of control. So Cam, big loser. No, I don't think that's true at all. Um, First off, let me just let me just backtrack for a second. Who you got two right? I got C.J. Henderson. What else? Who did like? You know what, I, you know, I got Chase Young. You the only one you got right, Cam, is Joe Burrow. No, I didn't do Joe. That Burrow. was me. I didn't see C.J. Henderson, which is way more impressive. Hey, I was one for one at the time. I was hundred percent right up, right up the gun. I, I mean, I got, I got um, Okuda, Okuda, and Derek Brown. Derek Brown was a good one. That was a good well, one. I had, I had the highest correct pick, which is the well, lowest incorrect pick. The higher the pick, the easier the guess. Because everybody knows the first yeah, three pick for sure. Oh, I meant, the, I meant the lowest. Oh, okay. Kuka Anderson, that's huge. All right. All right. Uh, proud of you, Cam. Also, One out of five. Good job. So I had some um, other mock drafts that I sniped a lot of guys. So I don't want to hear it. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. All right. So we'll have updated weeks to take of the week scores. Cam, I don't think we have to take a point from me yet this week uh, based on what I saw. So that's good. But um, we're still sitting at six, five, four, two. Who's uh, at six? You are. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's the takes. Anybody want to lead off? I let off last week. I'll lead go. off. Oops. Okay, Tucker, go ahead. My ways to take is that Bill Belichick tried to pull a Danny Ainge with Gronk and Tom Brady, but was cut out by Robert Kraft. In a perfect world... The Patriots did to the Lions and the 49ers what the Celtics did to the Nets. We keep Jimmy Garoppolo. We trade Brady for a first-rounder. We trade Gronk for a first-rounder. We stock up on future assets. We keep Jimmy Garoppolo. We're a powerhouse for another 15 years. Bill Belichick knew it was time to move on. It was the right time, and he made a great decision and was cut off at the knees by 
Robert Kraft. Uh, All right. So I'll jump right in here. First of all. I love it. Come at me, please. You, you look at the result of him keeping Brady and Gronk is another Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We got Gronk for one year, maybe two after that. We could have gotten a first round pick, maybe even more. Gronk was huge in that Super Bowl run. He was arguably the most important player in those last two games, blocking for people and his catch, of course, in the Super Bowl, um, and his like five catches on third and long in the AFC championship. So they won another Super Bowl. It's extremely hard to win Super Bowls, period. P- teams don't do it. That's, there's a reason why the same teams win the Super Bowl every year is because they have the best roster. It's like, it's not, there's, it's extremely hard to do. So I'm happy with them keeping him purely for the fact they got another Super Bowl out of it. Second of all, Garoppolo is decent. He doesn't have the clutch gene. He stunk in the Super Bowl under pressure. I mean, I just, I know, he, I think I'd like to have him right now being the quarterback situation we have. But in overall, I would have rather have Brady for those two extra years than Garoppolo for the next 10. I'd rather have Garoppolo in a first-round pick. Imagine the Patriots, but with who was their first-round pick? 49ers first-round pick two years ago. But you What's t- his name? The DN. Oh, both. Yeah. But you would eh. you would imagine? Eh? Still, I mean, if Garoppolo's still Garoppolo. We get that plus. We get Bosa, Garoppolo, and whatever the Lions took as their first-round pick in 2018, and our current roster. That's a powerhouse. But I would take that. But would game. but you would you would take that over a Super Bowl? Like uh, that's what yeah, doesn't make any 15 sense. Fifteen years of continued dominance. I think you give. Bill no Belichick way. Super no Bowl way. Caliber roster in ten years. No yeah, way. I'm that's... saying at least one Super Bowl. At, at least uh... one. Congrats to Tom you, Brady, who threw for like 140 yards in that Super Bowl. You play wow. to win the Garoppolo game, not try to have the best team. If they no, had the we chance, we play for the future. Danny Ainge played for the future, and that's why it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And Another play for the future. And yeah, I was about to say, how many times have they won? <laughs> Zero. That's right, but they're still building. They're still building. Okay. Yeah, at so, they're at not winning right now, but they're a team of the future. They're one of the best. This is a terrible take. This is terrible. The Patriots are currently the oldest team in the NFL, both offensively and defensively, and have no viable option for the future right now. They tell me you take the Patriots position right now over the Celtics, because I wouldn't. No, t- your your problem is is that at one at some point or another you have to take your best chance to win, and if you're you don't take into account the best chance for the future, you want to win today. You want to bring. I'm saying the, I sacrifice you wanna, that ring for ten years of continued dominance because if you give t- Bill Belichick a Super Bowl caliber roster for ten years, I think he wins a bowl. But there's there's no way there's no way to there's no way to know that they wouldn't be just as good now versus before if they got these picks and these guys are not. You you you're you're saying that because that because they didn't do what you wanted them to do that they're gonna be good and we like there's no way to know that. You just play to win today. 
I say I live for the future. I live to continue to dominate. Can't but now play. we can. We're not at that level anymore. It's because we played for that Super Bowl. We didn't play for the future. Cam hasn't really gotten much to say. So, Cam, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm, I was going to kill somebody. Um, if you made this take back, whatever it was, three years ago when they, they still had it, I can understand oh, he did. it a little he bit did. better when you don't know. What? He did. No, I've believed this the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's hey, been on this train we, forever. Okay, Dylan, just wait one second. If if we had this show and you made this a live thing, oh, okay, I'm going to talk okay. about this with you. I'm saying I understand it then, but now I'm looking back at it and you're still standing behind that after having two Super Bowls in the last three, four years, whatever it is, I think that is so... No, I'm saying not... No, I... Said the Rams Super Bowl. Obviously, the Falcons Super Bowl still stands. Both those trades were after the Falcons Super Bowl. Okay, I'd still take the Super Bowl. You take the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, and if you think about it, Garoppolo. Okay, so so we say we made those trades, cancel out that Super Bowl. So Garoppolo is still throwing to Edelman. He's not throwing to Gronk anymore. He's throwing to who else? Mohamed Sanu. Danny Amendola when he was here. Who knows what we would have done with our trade, with our draft picks. I just don't. I, if you're looking at that trade and saying if we made that trade, that would chain our roster. And if you if you would say if your argument was if Bosa was here and if the Lions first rounder who we don't even can't even name right now, I think he was a corner maybe. I don't know what he. Was. I have no idea who he was. But it it didn't change the rosters that much for them. So why is I mean Bosa was huge. Bosa I, was. Absolutely gigantic. But still, on the Patriots, you still you Brady made those receivers what they are, and Gronk is is a generational tight end. There's no, I mean, I mean, look at Garoppolo has a tight end in Kittle in in on the 49ers that makes him a lot better, seem a lot better than he is. Just like Gronk would have done for him here. If he didn't have Gronk, then it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked out. I'm just saying I'd rather get – I've always been on the side. I'd rather get rid of someone a year too early than a year too late. Okay, but then – That just keeps like, you in the cycle of never being – never putting yourself in the best situation to win today. It puts you in the situation of, oh, we're going to be good in three years, but then three years comes along, oh, we should get rid of this guy now because three years later we're going to – no, be because good Brady still, was but 42. better without him now. It's not like I'd, you'd be saving him for an extra five years. Like I'm not saying like trade. Oh, Cam's gone. It's all right. We'll bring him back. Oh, all right, Tuck. I hear your point, and yes, you're right. If they made these didn't if they made these moves and got rid of Brady and and Grock, they would be in better standing today, but that doesn't make up for the fact that they still won Super Bowl without him. Or without doing that. And they they did what they bet on the guys that they had and they won and now you're upset. <laughs> I'll upset because we had no plan for the future. But they could right. they could figure out the future in, in maybe two years. Hold not on. even. Hold on, because I have my way to take go segues very well off they have no plan for the future. My way to take is that by not drafting a quarterback this year, Bill Belichick has begun the next Patriots dynasty. Everybody was coming at me saying they need to take a quarterback, they need to take a quarterback, they need to take a quarterback. I said no. I had guys, I had my friends hit me up 
oh, Jordan Love's going to be available. We've got to get Jordan Love. I had texts the next day, Jalen Hurts coming to the Pats. We need Jalen Hurts. My answer every time was, why? Why do we need them? Here's what's going on in New England. People loved Jared Stidham's. People love Jared Stidham. The coaches rave about him. Belichick obviously likes him if he was willing to spend a draft pick on him. He's he's the te- his teammates seem to like him based on his Instagram, you know, follows and the comments on his pictures and stuff like that. Jared Stidham's the plan. And if he doesn't work, the plan B is Trevor Lawrence. It's always been like that. That is Bill's plan. Bill knew that, you know, there was the potential of Brady leaving in a couple of years was coming up. So he looked at the quarterback class last year and he said, you know what? I like the Stidham kid. We're going to give him a shot. He drafts Stidham mid-rounds, brings him in. He sits behind Brady for a year. This whole crap happens with Brady. And now Stidham is set up to be the heir apparent. Him drafting somebody this year would have been as dumb as the Cardinals drafting somebody, you know, after Josh Rosen had not even played. Just stupid, a stupid waste of a draft pick for Josh Rosen. Like, the Kyler Murray pick was good, but why would you draft Josh Rosen, not give him a chance, and then ship him out, is what they did. So, he's given Stidham a chance this year. If Stidham comes out in these first four games, stinks it up, he's done, he's benched, he's back up, you put Brian Hoyer in, you let him stink it up, then you take you leverage whatever picks you have next year and the high pick that you have this year to get Trevor Lawrence to New England. It's Stidham or Lawrence. That's the plan. Bill Belichick not drafting a quarterback in this draft. Genius move. Super Bowl in New England about five years. Okay, so I agree and disagree with you on this take. In the terms of not taking a QB this year, 100% agree. Give Stidham a chance, if not go to the draft. But the fact that you believe that, like, we'll just get Trevor Lawrence, like, we'll just wave our magic wand, get the number one overall pick, or whoever gets the number one overall pick will just give it to us, is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, I think, say, take a QB in the draft, sure, but, like, maybe it'll have to be Justin Fields. Maybe it'll have to be the guy from North Dakota State. I'm not sure just banking on... Trevor Lawrence just becoming a Patriot automatically is going to. Because if we think Trevor Lawrence is this good, so does every other team that needs a quarterback. And, I mean, there's teams that are just as bad, if not worse, than us. Namely, the Jaguars. I don't think – I loved Gardner Minshew, but he's not the future of that team. All right. And I think if they get the number one pick, I don't think they're just going to trade it away to us. Well, my argument is, first of all, they're not waving a magic wand. If Stidham's not the guy, they're gonna tank. The the roster isn't that good right now. You got a lot. You got you know your, this year's draft picks. They traded out of the first round, and their their pick of the D two guy. Who even knows if he's gonna work out? Their first draft pick. He's a D two guy. It and then you don't. I mean, think about it. You got an older roster. You're starting to look towards that rebuild. You're starting to look. Edelman will be gone. McCourty will be gone. Chung will be gone. You know, I don't know how many more years Gilmore had top of his game. You're starting to look at this period where you're starting to roll over the cliff here. And so if you come out and you're not, and Stidham's not the guy, Stidham can't do it, you can't win your games, then you blow it up. You just lose, you lose, you lose. And if you think Bel- everybody says Belichick's too proud to lose. Yeah. I don't think he's too proud to lose at all. I think he'll do what's best for the team. 
think about it. The Patriots are set up more than most teams to get Trevor Lawrence to get the number one pick if the if the quarterback situation isn't figured out. There is the Jaguars, but the Patriots are on that list of being possibly the worst team in the NFL next year for sure. I think they're they're the weakest in the division right now, especially a quarterback. You got three quarterbacks ahead of you. You got the new kid Tua, you got Josh Allen, and you got Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple other teams you can make the case that may be the worst, but in my opinion, the Patriots are right in that top list. Tricky team next year. They could be either really good, they could be either astronomically bad. And I think that the way Belichick forwards picks too, they they had 13 picks this year going into the the first round. The way he hoards picks, he could make a play to trade picks and a probably a really good player, a young maybe one of their young stars, for that number one pick. I don't think it's a crazy thing to think about, especially if a team that doesn't need a quarterback ends up in there. Say the say the Redskins, you know, do poorly and they but they like Haskins. They stay stick with Haskins. It's just it's not impossible. I don't think it's that impossible. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, there's plenty of teams that tank every year. I think it's hard to believe. Like, the Dolphins were awful this year. They tanked the entire year, and they ended up 5-11 and 11 and gave the number 5 pick. It's just hard to believe that. They didn't really full tank, though. They, they're, 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 those players played for Brian Flores. They played yeah, for- I agree for that. But the Lions full tank this year. The Redskins full tank this year. I mean... I just think there's always a few teams that tank. I don't think it's ever just one team that's tanking. Yeah, so that's, I think that's the number one problem. Yeah, obviously, Tuck, and you said this already, but I'll just reiterate. Um, you can't bet on a draft pick that easily. You can't. You can't just fold your whole, your whole organization over and just say. We're going for that number one draft kit pick. It's hit or miss. If you miss, then you're really in deep crap. And that's a big bet. It's a big, uh, big risk to say that you're going to do that. I think Belichick's better idea would be to play this season out as best as you can with the players you got, like any other team really would. I, I would hope to believe. I don't like the idea of teams purposely tanking. I, I feels terrible. Um, and I think he's got too much skills in the game and picks, like you said, Trey. He could maybe find a guy that he likes on some other roster and bring him in, and then that would help catapult them for the next couple years if Stidham doesn't work out. I feel like something like that could happen more so than just folding the, or throwing it into the hat and being like, all right, we're tanking. We got a one out of however much shot. Let's try. <laughs> My whole way to take is that him not drafting a quarterback this year was good because the guys outside of the top three, four guys, three guys, really, I think. I think two guys. I think the guys outside of Tua and Burrow are trash. And yeah. Never be. Well, I, I, okay, if that's, My, if that's your I, way to take, then sure. point was him not drafting a quarterback this year was smart because – a, you have Stidham in the building, who's good, and B, he likes the class next year better. Whether that's Lawrence or not, I still think he's going for Lawrence, but whether it's Lawrence or not, I think that he likes next year's class enough to where he would rather not pick a guy like Jordan Love, wasting roster spot on a guy like Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts, and go next year for Lawrence, or or hopefully 
I and I truly believe that Stidham is going to be the starter for at least the next year, maybe two years. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. This year's draft picks were kind of a lost cause in that regard, I guess. I'll I'll I'll, I'll adhere to that. I do think he's tanking because of the, the way they drafted too. I mean, they were passive. They moved back. They didn't pick any you know skill guys. They were linebacker. It was linebackers, tight ends, late, and you know a, a safety. So, Bill, uh, why don't you jump into your ways to take? All, All right. right. What was the take? My take was that Bill Belichick not drafting a quarterback this year was the start was a was a great decision. And it is the transition to the next era of winning because either Stidham or Lawrence is going to be the future. Okay. Stidham or somebody else. It doesn't have to be Lawrence. And it's Lawrence. Trust me. Bill knows. Well, he, he might want it, but the risk to get that, I don't know. All right. Anyway, my take here, quick, easy. Uh, baseball, I believe, uh, will be coming back, and they will be coming back to a – Shortened season, it will be coming back to a season where they only play in Florida or uh, Arizona. Arizona or Texas or wherever the heck they play all those summer league games, spring training games, and they're going to do their Grapefruit League and their whatever the heck league um, divisions, and it's going to be the Red Sox against the Atlanta Braves and the Phillies against the New York Yankees in division matchups for a shortened season of about 75 games. So I saw that proposal a few weeks ago. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I just came up with that. What? I just came up with that. Did you really? No, I read it. Oh. Well, it was proposed a few weeks ago, and I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. I haven't seen any steps towards going through it, but I don't see why it wouldn't work. I mean, you've got the quick travel... You've got no, you know, no fans. You're staying with your team. You're not moving from city to city. You're just going to the ballparks and going home. We need something. They, see, see, the the thing is, is they're already paying the players. They got to pay the players. This isn't like, uh, I don't know. It's guaranteed money for them, whether they play or not. So they're paying the players. They need to make some sort of revenue, and they need to not probably have as many fans at the arenas. Or arenas, wow, the stadiums. So, if you play all the games in one park and nobody can come, that minimizes all of the travel costs and it minimizes all of the uh, getting the players to the places, getting the announcers to the places, getting everybody will just be kind of in an area. They'll be able to sweep it clean if they really want to. One grounds crew, like, it would be the easiest way to do it. Well, it's obviously I, it's obviously not one field, but the I just few fields how, that there are. I just wonder how history is going to look at like this that season. Like people are people going to discount the champion as like oh that didn't really count. Like, well, this I'm, this is what they can do. They can not make it the World Series. They'll make it the they'll do some other baloney award, and only one team will ever win it. It'll be some sort of like. Um, asterisks, but not it won't count towards the major that, leagues yeah. thing. You know I, I mean? like that. I like that idea a lot. Because, it was just, yeah, I like that. And deal. and the whole the whole point is that in, a, in another way that could be fun, I guess, and different engaging is, is the different um, divisions. Not having the AL East and everything. You know what I mean? They'll have their own different divisions, and that'll be kind of I don't know entertaining as well as a part of it. And like they'll the and, and they'll mic up all the players, even the pitchers while they're pitching, and it'll be fun. Yeah, 
I love it, frankly. Um, the take, I love. I think it'll happen. Hopefully, I think baseball might be the first sport back. And then mostly because of the fact of how little person-to-person contact it is. I don't know. I feel like that might play some factor into it coming back sooner. Bring the but, uh, bring the electronic uh, umpires in. Like, do the whole thing. If you want to try to yeah, change that. the rules, just the hell with it. 75 games, everybody. Grapefruit League. Have fun. I love it. I love it, Del. Cam? I hate it. Baseball's a dying breed. Um, this is the end of baseball. Um, <laughs> There's a waste to take. America's pastime is America's out of time. Out of, out of touch time. <laughs> um, I think the only way they can bring baseball back at this point is if you do that 75-game season, but if the fantasy draft, the manager <laughs> fantasy draft. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. This year is nullified. It's nullified. Every the only person who gets an award is obviously the winner, and then the manager who drafted the team in the first place. <laughs> um, no, boo. And then each team, each team gets one legend. Boo. <laughs> one legend. Um, one legend. Cut that. Barry Bonds. <laughs> I mean. Bo Jackson. Baseball. Uh, well. That's a way to take camp, if anything. Baseball will cease to exist after Corona. But, uh, Cam, why don't you, uh, jump into your ways to take? Okay. Um, I'm munching on my Cheez-Its here. Okay, you so. Are t- you are disrupting. I was thinking a little bit. I was listening back to some of our earlier uh, recordings, episode one, two, and we got talking about some of the franchises that just, just aren't, aren't gonna do anything and have never done anything. And I broke it down into one major problem, and that's the city of Detroit. Um, I think all Detroit sports teams, especially the Lions, need to move immediately. Um, ever since, that city has just been on the decline. So the sports programs, uh, the Red Wings and Pistons, they had a decent legacy. The Lions are the worst team ever. The Tigers, nothing really great of memory. A uh, couple World Series, uh, but nothing in the recent history. So I think there's a couple options here. You can move them to a city like Columbus. Uh, maybe not the NHL, but the Detroit Lions could become the Columbus Lions. Keep them in the north, playing in the NFC North. Uh, it's a big city, not a lot of attention there. Cleveland and Cincinnati, I guess you could say, are two of the other worst sports teams, sports cities. So maybe not Columbus. What about Milwaukee? Milwaukee Lions. I think that could work. Keep them near the Packers. Milwaukee only has the Brewers and the Bucks. Um, I think. There's a lot of cities that could work. Detroit should not be allowed to have sports teams. Get them out of there. I mean, it's a bold take. Uh, banning a, t- a city from having teams because they stink. Um, They're poor. They're going down the drain. They're terrible. The city is, is on the decline ever since everyone else started making cars. 
The Lions are <laughs> such a storied franchise. They're owned by the Fords, like Henry Ford Fords. So, like, I don't think you're getting the Fords to relinquish, relinquish control of them. I don't think they're moving. They stink. They're they're the they're like one of those franchises that I think I said this on the podcast that they'll yeah. never. <laughs> they're they so, their uniforms are kind of meh, you know. Their greatest superstar ever retired in his prime. Like, they're just meh. They're just perpetually meh. They should be. I mean, if you could, they should have a rule. I agree with you. They should have a rule. If you make the playoffs for 20 seasons, you should be stripped of your team. Clearly, I love it. If the, if the management can't do it, you know, you can't build a team there that makes the playoffs. So, like, get them out. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I want to uh, push for, like, a Premier League style, like, B-League for the NFL, like the NFLB, and the best team from the NFLB every year moves up to the NFL, and the worst team from the NFL moves down to the NFLB every single year. I do not hate that. Come on. That's I a, think that's that, the best thing about the Football would be the only sport where you could do that. And, that's, and, and that's that would be great. Spring. Every spring the NFLB goes on, and then you find out who gets to play in the NFL the next year. Wow. Yeah, wouldn't, teams be, wouldn't teams be extremely tired because they play two seasons? The best team in the NFLB would play two seasons? Don't worry about it. Fine. They both play in the fall. Happy now? Yeah. Now I don't get my no. spring football. Fuck you. No, this doesn't work. I don't hate that, Tuck. No, in no world does this work because we can't even put it together. Well, neither the Detroit Lions, every Detroit sports team just disbanding also doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be like, no, that can't happen. But just we're just going to disband. When the city goes bankrupt. When the city goes bankrupt. All cities are they bankrupt. Can't afford, and they can't afford park their cars they can't afford to pay the bills for the lights in the stadium they're gonna have to move and they can't pay the bills soon i'm not gonna be soon next year the foreign company can't pay the bills to keep the lights on yeah tucker kind of tucker kind of hijacked his take right here because this nflb idea isn't a bad idea I'll tell you what. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I said the reason that the XFL and the you know the AFL didn't work because it's not NFL affiliated. If they were affiliated with the NFL, they'd work. I love Tucker. High took your take and just hijacked it. No. He just for himself. There's not enough good players. If you take no, that that's the point. Players. That is the point. All the good players are in the A, and then it's more competitive. Yeah, that's it. My, my, I was about to. I was about to say that same thing, just reverse. I was about to say it's good because the skill is so widespread that, or there's such a margin between skill, especially quarterbacks. You'll have that a that a whatever division be way better and way more fun to watch. Okay, now, in zero... God, I like this take. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, I got everyone. Change this to my wasted take. It doesn't make sense. If you, if the best, if the worst team in the NFL goes into this B-League, 
they destroy everyone by a million. Okay, every fine. Game. They go and back they, up. Then they go back and up. Another team is the same team. The B League, one team wins every game. There's no competition. Right. And then the team that goes up loses every game. There's no competition. They they say that for they say that for the Premier I League. Yet the, no, I think that the oh. best XFL team has a chance against the Washington what? West last Are year. Are you joking me? Are you joking? Yeah, Tuck, that was a bad. That was a bad one. Uh, PJ Walker while you're ahead. is better than any QB that's ever been on the red. Tuck, you don't you don't want to die on this hill, Tuck. You want to make it an NCAA All Star team and then put them against like the worst team in the NFL. I think that's a different story. Like that could probably work out, but no, that's tough. Really, never I will. I will. A couple. You, uh, be let me a speak. Team. Detroit, no. Detroit sports team will move before there's a team. I'm so mad at um, <laughs> Detroit. All right, let's. It's down. on the record. Detroit will disband a team before the NFL, the NFL becomes a. Well, that's probably down. that's probably true because the NFL is never going to do this. But I do like the take, Tuck. Tucker, the take, Jacker. Just just, just ripped it right away. Sorry. All right. That's that's where it takes. Uh, we'll have dual ways to take the week next week, so that'll be exciting. Like I said, electric episode. Make sure you tune in. So immediately, about 12 hours after we got done talking about whether we like Gronk or Megatron more, Gronk decided to come out and be the biggest dick on the planet and request a, request a trade from New England to Tampa Bay to go play with his old pal Tommy and join up with the Buccaneers. Uh... I just want to get everyone's reaction to this. I'll give you mine. I was incensed when this first happened. I was so, so angry. Incensed? Wow. Yeah. I was pissed off at Gronk. Um, and, you know, he came out and said, you know, I would have. I just wanted to play with Brady no matter where he was, if he was in New England. Maybe that's true. That kind of made me a little less mad. But here's the thing, Gronk. He quit on the team last year. He quit on the team. He said, oh, my body hurts. I can't play anymore. I'm in such pain. Oh, no, he's fine. He lost, you know, a bunch of weight. Sure, he's been doing CBD, but still, I, the way he acted, like, that he wanted to play, but he couldn't. He quit on the team. He caused the Patriots to kind of crumble. They didn't have the run game that they had with him. They didn't have the pass game they had with him. They didn't have the protection on the line that they had with him. He, his leaving the Patriots was the start of all this chaos that we're in right now. And for him to come out and do this and just get bail on the Patriots, bail on Edelman, bail on Bill, it's just scummy to me. It's scummy, and I'm really angry about it. And, I, and you know, I used to love Brock. When he retired, I kind of lost my shine to him because he was doing all these stunts, and he just became less genuine to me. It was more like a marketing thing. I'm pissed off at him. I really wish, I, like, Brady leaving is a different story because, you know, he's been there for so long, and he was a free agent. He didn't retire to get out of his contract. So that's why I'm so angry at Gronk and not Brady as much. I just, I really wish Gronk the worst. I don't want him to have any success down there. He, it really pissed me off. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fully anti-Bucks at this point. Just everything about that team, I just hate. I want them to go 0-16 on the year. I want this to ruin Gronk's legacy as a whole. I mean, like, Brady, I still overall wish him the best. Gronk, after the last year of 
the, I don't know, maybe I'm coming back, and then the, nope, I'm never coming back to football, and then immediately as soon as Tom Brady leaves, he comes, he announces he's going to go to the Buccaneers. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think Gronk could handle the Patriot way, honestly. I don't think, I think there's going to, we're going to find things out in the future about how him and Belichick dealt with each other. I don't think he liked the way Belichick coached. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, Gronk's really just hurt almost as bad. Just because it felt like Gronk hated the Patriots. It felt like more of a betrayal. It felt like he was honestly just, cause, he retired to get out of playing with the Patriots and then unretired to play anywhere else. Dylan, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I... It's sad to me that Brady and Gronk have left, and it seems like they have are leaving for reasons that make me wonder whether they liked playing under the in the Patriots under Bill Belichick and Kraft for the past few years. I mean, that's really sad to me. I always like kind of prided the Patriots on the way they handled their business and if their top two guys are saying how much they like don't like it or you know that, that makes me wonder what the water is like down in uh, Foxborough. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing to think that they did this just to get back at Belichick. I understand how it could be harder to play for him, but at the end of the day, you won six Super Bowls, three in Gronk's case. You know, Gronk became the greatest tight end of all time in his system. Brady became the greatest quarterback. Like, a little respect, a little loyalty would have been nice to see. No, like, yeah. I, I don't blame the players. I'm trying to understand if there was something going on on the uh, front office and that would cause this and that makes me sad if there is something going on on the front office end because that that makes me feel like now now i really was like duped by the patriots you know what i mean i just think i think that the patriots way is a real thing but it requires a lot extra effort for a professional athlete which is something that isn't always prevalent everywhere i think belichick asked for a lot of his players i think he to really demand it. He doesn't ask for it. It's not a two-way street. I think Belichick is to blame for a lot of this, but I, I think it's the right way to coach because clearly there's success there, and you can't make it personal. And I think that Gronk and Brady made it personal. I don't think it's personal at all with Belichick. I don't really think he cares. As long as he has Super Bowl ring on his hand at the end of the season, he doesn't care what happens. But I think it was personal to them, and I, think, I, think, I do think it's hard to play for Belichick. Don't get me wrong. I don't think everyone can do it. Cameron? I think it's hard for a superstar to see themselves as... I mean, because I don't think Belichick treats anyone like a superstar. No one's his star guy. Everyone's just a player on his roster, and everyone will be treated equally. Yeah. That's what everything I've read about says, and I think these guys want that superstar treatment, and so they're going somewhere where everyone's going to worship them. That's not what you're getting out of Bill Belichick. You're getting the best out of yourself when you play for Bill Belichick. But you're probably not going to be treated the way you want to along the way. Uh, Cam, the outside perspective, the non-Patriots fan perspective on the move. Yeah, biting my tongue for all this while you guys whine and moan like little girls. You're so butthurt. Get over it. You think Belichick cares? He didn't even bat an eye. He doesn't care. 
You request a trade? Oh, good. He gets another draft pick. That's what he thinks. He doesn't care about anything. Gronk got hurt. He didn't want to get hurt anymore. He left. He went to the oceans in Tampa. He spent time in the warm air of Florida. And he said, Tom Brady's going here. Whatever. I'll try it again. He's going to get hurt again. He's going to be like, ow, my body. He's going to retire. He's going to regret it. It's just a personal thing. He just wanted to play football again. He got the itch. He's going to retire again after he gets one hit. He might retire mid-game, mid-season, Vernon Davis style or Boxy Davis, whatever it was. Just get over it. He's gone. He's not going to be anything of note, in my opinion. And if he is, even better. That's hilarious. I do think that that is a very Belichick move. I feel like most coaches would spitefully just, like, make him stay retired in this situation, but I think it's very Belichick-y of himself to be like, it's a draft pick, we'll take it. Cam, while I do agree that Belichick is... I was angry about the fourth-round pick. I've come around on that. You know, he wasn't playing for us no matter what, so I agree with that. Cameron, you just don't have the legacy that we have with these guys, is the thing you don't understand. You don't have... You you got the two Super Bowls, big deal. Go top. It's it's like it, it, it's it's it, Eli's the only kid, the only player that's like been your your career play, like player your, your career franchise player. We had the two best players at the position ever on the same team, and they were say were entrenched in Boston lore. Gronk, with all the stuff he was doing outside the spiking of several objects, the partying during the parades, the shirtlessness. Girlfriend, for Christ's sake, was a Patriots cheerleader. So it's just like you don't understand the relationship we had. I don't. I don't blame you and your and your poor, poor franchises for not understanding these type of relationships that we have. I feel sorry for you that you don't get emotional about sports like we do. That you that all the emotion from you has been sucked out by your losses over the years. <laughs> I just choose um, to be happy for the people I'm attached to when they leave. Um, if Eli were to go to a different team, I would support him wholeheartedly. If someone to do, if Jeremy Shockey back in the day were to pull a move like this, I'd say, you know what? This is his, in his best interest right now. I gotta go. I gotta roll with him. So, and that, whatever. And that, that's where I differ, I think, between Trey and Tucker. I don't really care whether they do good or bad, Brady or, or Gronk. No, I'm rooting for them to do that. I know. I'm 100% not rooting for the Bucks next year. I, I mean, I know, I but I, 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 that doesn't bother me so much. Uh, I will say one thing, though, about the business side of this. I was not under the impression that he was that Gronk was still under control of the Patriots, even though he retired. I thought, like, once you retire, don't you just, like, forfeit it all? Like, hey, I retire? I don't understand. No. That makes no sense to me. How can you still be under control and be retired? Teams no. that, like their players that if that was the case, and players that didn't like their contract would do that all the time. Yeah, they yeah. forfeit the contract. That's what a contract is. You say I quit the job, I'm gone. I don't get paid. I go home. You can't work for any other team during the length of the contract. I'm fine by that, but you're still not part of the system. How can you still be an asset of the system and be retired? They're not paying. They weren't paying him during the time period. Yeah, but they still control him. They could still trade him. That doesn't make they, – they, they should forfeit all of that no, if they retire. No, it would ruin the league if you could just at any point be like, I'm retiring, and then unretire the next day. No, 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 no. Talk, team you want. No, you, you continue the contract, 
you're just not part of that team. You can't affiliate with another organization for the duration of that contract. You're just not. That's part how of it that is. Team. No. It's exactly describing exactly how it is. No, you I can't. Another team because he's retired under the Patriot. He retired as a Patriot with a one year left on his contract, so he can't join another team. So he unretired, rejoined the Patriots, and then got traded from the. Patriots. No, my point. My point is that he retires. For, and then for the duration of that contract, he can't join any team, even the team that he retired from. He's just retired. Why? That's like Le'Veon Bell. That's what he did. He sat out his contract, his last year of his contract with the Steelers. He sat it out and then signed with the Jets. That's exactly right. what he did. Right. That's that's the way it should be. You shouldn't be able to retire, but then the team still have your contract available to use as an asset. That doesn't – why? That's the difference is they're not paying him. They're, they paid Le'Veon Bell for those games that he missed. They or they were paying his contract up until he started missing games and he started accumulating fines. When Gronk said, "I retire," his paycheck stopped. No, I get that. I understand. I understand this. Well, you're making no sense. Yes, I am. Yeah, Why, no, you, then it's a bad take. No, no, no. Yeah. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. What you're no. saying. I understand it. It's just incorrect. When you retire from your sport, you shouldn't be able to rejoin the team after you retire. You chose to leave. You chose to not get paid. You chose to forfeit your contract. You can't just like get to come back. You shouldn't be allowed. You say you should never ever get to come back. After the con, the years of that contract are up, he can come back to any team. During the duration of that contract, you fortify those. You you forfeit those years. No, it's a bad. Well, he's already forfeiting. He's already forfeiting the years to go to another team until unless he gets traded. He's so his contract got traded, and now he retired with a one year left. No, I know, I know, I I understand the he logistics of everything. Take, I'm saying it's stupid. This is a bad take. We're it's, moving on. No, it's it's. <laughs> I don't get to qu- I don't get to quit my job and then just say a year later, oh, I was I got to get to come back because I got a year left. No. You're not a professional athlete. It's at the yeah. end, they're on different standards than us. <laughs> I've never right. heard of that before in any sport. So the draft was last week, of course. Some some surprising moves. I'd say the biggest move of the draft was Jordan Love going to the Packers. Our old buddy, the friend of the podcast, Aaron Rodgers, friend of the family, be, his family, psych. He must be pretty upset. At that, I love the move. Do the exact same thing you did to Favre. Get the air apparent in. I don't care if it pisses off anybody. Just Matt LaFleur not taking the BS. Nobody taking his BS anymore. That's the reason he's been a problem. Cam, your thoughts on it? All right. So I did a, a grade of the draft directly after the first round and second round. Um, this was my worst graded pick of the draft. And that was a mistake for me because this is my favorite take of the draft. At first, I was like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why would you do this? You have Aaron Rodgers. And here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. He's not who he used to be. I would rather take somebody that you love, like Jordan Love, right now. Let him learn or let Aaron walk. If Aaron walks, you get a crazy deal out of it. Future picks. Matt Lafleur is a young coach building a young team, and Jordan Love could be the guy. He plays a lot like Patrick Mahomes, and 
while he wasn't the number 10 and 11 pick overall, he's a first-round quarterback with a cannon, pretty mobile. Um, I think this could work for them in the long run, big time. Um, the second-round pick for them, where they got uh, A.J. Dillon from B.C., was an absolute shocker. Bananas. Banana land, bonkers. But um, they're trying to build build the young talent on offense, I guess. I don't know what they don't see in Aaron Jones, but I like the pick. Jordan Love. Doctor, your thoughts on the Love pick? Uh, well, obviously I love the pick because I'm a guy that always says plan for the future. And this is planning for the future. I think having a quarterback under a French, a great quarterback such as Aaron Rodgers really helps develop them. Giving them a year to develop instead of just throwing them into the system as a starter is a huge benefit to him. I mean, if you look at quarterbacks that sat under other people, Aaron Rodgers did it, Tom Brady did it, um, Pat Mahomes did it. A lot of the greats actually sat under quarterbacks. I think it really helps them mature and develop as QBs. Dylan, thoughts on it at all? Yeah, I'm with Tucker on this one. Plus, I think it's getting time for uh, Rodgers to go. And if they, if the Packers, you know, saw something like Cam said that they really, really like in this guy, yeah, go for it. And it, and because of the reasons that Tucker said, it makes sense. The other kind of shocking quarterback pick was Jalen Hurts to the Eagles. Carson Wentz getting hurt all the time. Uh, they bring in a guy who's got some talent, who, you know, I, I saw Eagle, Eagle fans kind of seem pissed, but I think it's a good pick. I mean, this this kid, Wentz, I've said it before, he can't stay on the field. He's busted up every other game. So I like the first pick for them. Overall, I think they had a weak draft. They didn't, uh, what was their first round pick game that I was like, what the hell are they doing? You're on mute. I can't hear you. Rager. Rager. Yeah, Rager. Oh, over Jefferson was a wild pick. Yeah, so I actually thought – I like the Hurts pick because he Carson is hurt all the time. I don't find it, but I, it's a lot – draft picks with me is as soon as I hear them, I make a decision whether I love it or I hate it immediately. And this one was one of those – another one where I hated it. I was like, what are you doing? This is so dumb. And then when you think about it, Carson Wentz does get hurt. Jalen Hurts is, you know, Taysom Hill roll a little bit. He can play a little bit of both. He can throw, he can catch, he can run. So I think that's going to work out for them. And then Jalen Rager, I was talking to one of my friends who's an Eagles fan, and he said he was watching a lot of tape on him. And he originally hated the pick. Now he said that he's actually pretty happy with it. He's got a lot of talent, so... They got rid of Aguilar. They might be they might be moving up. We'll see. Uh, Tucker, what do you think about using Hurts in the Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill role? I love anyone in the Taysom Hill role. Obviously, Taysom Hill isn't going to be in that role for long. He's going to be a starting QB within the next two years. But I love that they're starting to use this type of offense. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's revolutionizing the position. It's really I'm cool. I'm a huge fan of it. Well, Amos. Uh, Amos. 
I mean, Jameis, Jameis is a career backup for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, he went to the Saints, and he probably over him in the depth chart. Where's yeah. Terry Bridgewater going? He's on the Panthers. Is he starting? No. He Maybe. should. Yes. 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 All right, good. Less, less John, uh, uh, P.J. Walker gets the start over him, which would be I, that's a great. That's a great oh, football name. Greer, too. They drafted Greer last year, so he's, um, oh, he's I just I don't buy the whole Jameis thing after they sign a $21 million two-year contract with um, Taysom Hill. They sign a $21 million two-year contract, and Jameis as like a – I'm guessing he's probably going to be like a vet man or something like that. And I don't buy that you're just taking – Taysom Hill as a $10.5 million a year wide receiver. I'll I th- buy it. I think I think they are. I think that's exactly what they're doing. Yep. But um, let's get into our teams and their picks. So Patriots, the three of us, uh, he, he, they drop out of the first round. Their first pick is in the second round. It's uh, Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Rain, D2 school. I'll give you my opinion on the pick. I hate the pick. First of all, I hate the pick for a couple reasons. The first reason is Belichick has not picked a solid DB in the second round for years. Uh, Cyrus Jones out of Bama. Stunk got hurt. He's on a different team. Duke Dawson out of, out of my own Florida Gators. Stunk, he's on Denver now, I think. Um, they just and, and Jordan Richards, the safety, I don't know where he's at. They just take these DBs in the second, and they turn into trash. They're never anything that he wants them to be. I'm just so done with second-round DBs. The second reason I hate him is because he's D2. Uh, he was he's First of all, he did six years of college, so he was playing for a long-ass time down there. He had plenty of time to, to beat up on these teams. And he, w- and he was playing against kids that were – Probably 18, you know, D2 kids. When he was 23, he was playing 18-year-olds in D2. Kids that are, you know, while better than the kids I played with in high school are marginally better than them. Not not D1 levels better than them. I just don't think this – I don't like this pick. I don't like the DB pick. I think if why – why not get a line uh, – one of those high linebackers? Why not stay in the first round and get a guy like Murray or, or Queen? Um I think Murray was taken with the pick that they traded me. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that. Kenneth Murray was taken with the pick. Yeah, just take him there. I, I just, I don't like the pick. I like the rest of their draft. I like the kicker pick, Warwasser. I think he's going to be a stud. I like the linebacker picks. I like the tight end picks. That first, second round pick, though, I didn't like. Tucker, what'd you think of it? I mean, I thought it was very Belichickian to take the D2 cornerback in the second round. Um, I don't know. I like the pick. I trust Belichick with whatever he's doing. I like how he drafted. He picked a lot of second and third rounders, traded a lot of draft capital to get who he wanted. I like the two tight ends. Last time he picked two tight ends, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, you might have heard of him. Hopefully neither of these will be murderers, but um, hopefully one of them will be a psychopath that's a great pass catcher and blocker. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a great draft for the Patriots. I don't know. I mean, we didn't take anyone first round, so I don't know too much about any of these guys, but I like the way that he drafted them. 
I like keeping taking more second and third round guys that can start now versus taking risks on like fifth and sixth round DBs who might play in the NFL once and or might not. I don't know. I thought it was a good draft. Go on. I got none. Cam, uh, the Giants uh, taken a tackle. Not even the bet. Well, they took Thomas, right? I thought Thomas was. It seemed like most people thought Thomas was the best tackle. Yes. I originally like Wirfs. Going back, I love the pick. I don't care that we didn't draft Isaiah Simmons. Everyone's freaking out that we didn't do that. At the end of the day, we we need offensive tackle. We haven't had a good lineman in years. Um, this is the move. We took three or four of them, and I looked at their highlights, and I looked at their physical builds, all from big schools. We have some studs. Andrew Thomas is going to be a beast. Um, a couple late-round guys could be studs. we got a lot of linebackers late, too. So I I love the Giants draft, personally. I, I think we got a lot of uh, depth, and we need to protect that future quarterback. Daniel Jones, I think I think he's going to have an outstanding year if he can stop fumbling the ball so much. Protect him, get Saquon a couple touches. We don't have any receivers. That's going to be a little bit of an issue. Um, we have no weapons other than Saquon Barkley, and I think Sterling Shepard is our best wide receiver right now. Golden Tate, maybe too. Oh, we're fine. We're studs. Giants. Frankly, I think you should have traded down. That's what I was just going to say. You could have moved back. You definitely could have moved back. There were some other guys. I mean, with Wirfs and then Mackie Becton, who I I love Mackie Becton. I think he was the coolest guy in the draft. I just loved he can jump out of a pool. He, he His dad was an absolute unit. Was that Wirfs? Wirfs was the one jumping out of the pool. The guy that... The guy that Bucks took was the one jumping out of the pool. Okay, but Mackie Becton was the one with the dad who was like, who should also be an offensive lineman. I don't think so. I don't think that was him either. But I do think I heard from sources that Mackie Becton likes food more than football. I did read that as well. So, it's a concerning pick. So, um, I don't know. I, I The Giants, I mean, you got to take a tackle. I just thought they could have moved back. Um, but, you know, you got your guy, so I, I don't think it's a bad draft. Overall, I'm excited to see Joe play the most, Joe Burrow. Uh, he's going to be good. And I'm excited to see how Tua does as well in the uh, in, in the my division. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Tua's, as I've said on this podcast. I don't think he's going to be very good. Tucker, you came to Tua's defense for the first time I've ever heard. You were Team Tua. I am Team Tua. When Tua was playing, he was the best quarterback in college football every single down. Joe Burrow became this great player when Tua wasn't there. I think if Tua played this year, he was the number one pick in the draft. He's dumb. <laughs> he Okay, the Wonderlick wasn't great. You know what? He was recovering. He wasn't going to classes. He was done with Alabama. Maybe his grades, maybe his uh, IQ slipped a little bit. But I don't know. Lamar Jackson was very low on the wonder like, and he's the reigning MVP. So maybe being smart isn't that big of a deal for being a great quarterback. Very. What a bust of a pick, Tua. 
Cam hated that pick. Hated it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Two is going to be the rookie of the year. Mark me down for that right now. Two attack of Iloa, rookie of the year. If he's anything even of note, I will quit the show. That's how confident I am. Okay, can we write that down? It's noted. Noted. Ben, write that down for us. I know that you're listening and pissed off at this point. Um, so, draft. I mean, well, dude, so next week we talked about this uh, when we did our first picks in the playoffs. Next week we will get our playoff picks uh, a redo now that free have seen the draft come and gone. Think back. I picked the Bucks to win the division or get in the wild card. I mean, I'm a chance, clearly. I knew what was coming. But, um, so... Another big story in the sports world, the last last dance, of course. Uh, episode three and four aired last night. Did anybody watch? No, I still haven't watched. No. So. I'm the only one. That, you guys, it's <laughs> a sports podcasting thing. I'm busy. It was mostly about Dennis Rodman. I will just say that Dennis Rodman is a madman, absolute insane character. I I've watched the thirty for thirty on him. He is he is a different breed. He is unbelievable, and it was weird seeing him they, they, through his whole career, basically, up until the Bulls, where he played for the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons of the late 80s, early 90s, and he was, like, just a normal guy, it seemed like, and then he starts dating Madonna, and she tells him to be himself and, like, pursue his own, like, path in life, and he just turned into a crazy person. And the best part of this, I will spoil it, because you guys should have watched it, but the best part of the whole thing was he went up to Phil Jackson like, I need a vacation. And they were like, how long do you need? Michael was like, how long do you need? And he's like, 48 hours in Vegas. And he disappeared for like days in Vegas. Just went out to Vegas. They had footage of him chugging a Miller Lite and then jumping on a motorcycle. Pretty sure drinking and driving was just legal in the 90s because nobody, nobody said a word to him. Um, he just disappeared from the team. Please watch the documentary, goddamn it. Like, I, it's so good. I don't get it. I get why you guys can't watch it. I don't know if that was this was during that forty eight hour span, but I've heard a story about Dennis Rodman and he one time broke his um genital area down low by peace. peace. By trying to jump into a woman. No, I, I I heard it happen twice. It did happen twice, Dylan. That happened to him twice. He did that twice. I don't know if it was during that 48-hour period either. If, that wasn't if covered first in the you don't succeed, yeah. try and try again. He, he broke his uh, his manhood twice. Bent it in half. He's got damn it. Watch Last Dance. Dylan's the only one I have an excuse, er, excuse for because he is working hard on a cure. Parker, you're working, but you can watch it while you work. You don't have to pay that hard attention to do it. So you can watch, watch while you work. Cam, you have no excuse. I have no excuse for you. Why? Speaking of no excuse, movie review. Cam, are you losing a point this week? Did you watch JFK? I did watch it. And Dylan, hold on, let's just get a poll. Dylan, did you get? Did you watch it? I did. Yes. Tucker, did you watch it? Absolutely not. All right, so that's week one. If you miss next week's movie, yeah, I'll watch next week's movie. I I could not. I wasn't going to be able to convince my girlfriend to watch a JFK conspiracy theory documentary for three three and a half hours. I mean, what an excuse! That is, I'm I'm too whipped. The excuse, unbelievable. But no. All right. All right. So, Cam, 
I, I do love this movie, genuinely. But the reason I chose it is because I wanted to punish you. It's a three-and-a-half-hour movie. It's a diesel movie. I did watch it. I watched it last night and this morning. Um, I love this movie. I love this movie. It's great acting, great story. Uh, I mean, I love JFK Assassination. I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, I'm going to give it my score. I'll give it a 9-2 because there are some very bad historical inaccuracies in there that I've looked into a lot of. You kind of have to dig deeper to find those things out. But um, I'm gonna give it, the soundtrack's phenomenal, John Williams. But um, And I'm going to add on top of my score, do I think there was a conspiracy to kill John F. Kennedy? I'm going to say yes. I think I think there, I think that Lee Harvey Oswald was involved. I don't think he was the lone gunman. Cam, I'll let you jump. Or actually, Dylan, you you like this movie, so I'll let you jump in. I do like this movie. Um, I've seen it. I don't know, probably five times now. Um, uh, yeah, like you said, with the historical inaccuracies that are kind of like big plot things, and it's eh. Uh, yeah. I'll give it. A solid. If you haven't seen it, scale. I'll give it an eight. You should probably see it. It's a good movie. It is very long though. It's a perfect movie for when you're, uh, you know, stuck at home and quarantine. It's raining outside and everybody wants to die. So just remember. Yo, is that lower than Nacho Libre? Back Not- and to the left. Five. If you gave Nacho a five. Wait, Dylan. Do you think there was a conspiracy to kill President John F. Kennedy? Um. Yeah, there had right. there had to have been something going on behind the lines on that. Love it, Cameron. You not a huge fan of the movie. It oh, so and, and wait, quick. Right, remember, Trump said he was going to release the documents for all that, and said, "Oh, you guys don't want to see this," and then he kept on to it. So <laughs> something's going on. <laughs> something's fishy. Um, it was so boring. Uh, it is boring I, in the middle for a little while. You gotta you gotta pull through. What? Um, all, I, all I wanted to do was for it to be off most of the movie. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci, one of my favorite actors, they they put an orange wig on him and give him three times the size of his normal eyebrows and then some phony accent and call him a pilot. I, I just hate that. I hate every part of that. Um, he's an Italian guy. He's a mobster. He's a mafia guy. The, those are his roles. He's a bad guy. He's a criminal home alone. Those are the kind of roles he needs to play. He's a criminal He's, home alone. Was he gay? Was he gay? He was gay. Let me no, but let me, me refute your point. <laughs> I think he was excellent in the role. Um, David Ferry, bad guy, very bad guy. Uh, yeah. Come up, like bad guys that act like he was so flamboyant and anxious and paranoid the whole movie, and he wasn't really a tough guy either. He was, <laughs> but he was. He looked exactly like that, too. Like, if you look up a picture of David Ferry, it's exactly what the guy looked like. But uh, continue. Um, so, yeah, I think there were a lot of good actors in this movie. A um, lot, of, lot of heavy names. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just it needed to be an hour shorter. Uh, I couldn't hang on to all the different characters coming in and out. And it, it was just kind of a cluster the whole time. Um I don't think there was a. I think there was a conspiracy, but I don't think it was. It was brought to light. I think that these gentlemen may have brought up. You know, we need to kill this guy. But at the end of the day, I think it was the lone gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, who did it. Um, 
I would give it a um if I wasn't as tired as I was today, I'm gonna give this the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give it a six point three. That's not bad. It's not too bad. Uh Tucker, I you didn't see the movie, but I will ask you, do you know anything about JFK assassination and yeah. it's a conspiracy? I mean, I'm always down for a conspiracy when there could be one. Um, so I'm going to say yes here. I don't think... Yeah, I'm going to say yes. There's too many questions up in the air for it to be no. Yeah, the thing that the thing that switches it for me is the magic bullet. Cam, I, I don't know if you quit on it before you got to it. There's a great scene in this movie. The head move? The head movement? Back and to the left. Maybe. Back and okay. to the left. I did look into it. It's debunked. So here's the thing. The head movement might be debunked, but the magic bullet theory is legit. They say that a bullet switched directions in midair to get after him, to, to, to wound Connolly and Kennedy that many times it had to switch in midair, which I can't fucking buy. I can't buy it. But, um... I don't have a last round for the night. Cam, I thought you said you had something. I'm trying to look in our messages. I have but I can't find it. I have give a us, movie. Yeah, give us your movie pick. I think you guys are going to like this one. Um, my movie, it's it's partially because I haven't seen it in a while, and I really wanted to watch it again, and I was looking for an excuse to do so, and because it's a great movie, my favorite director. The movie is The Prestige. <laughs> Never seen it. Good one. It's okay. a good one. Yeah, haven't seen it either. Very good. It's Christopher Nolan. It's, uh, what's his name? Christian. Uh, Batman. Christian. Holy cow. Why Christian. Can't I? Christian Bale. Christian. Christian Bale. Um, the butler's in it too. You got the Dark Knight guys in it. Mm. Um, it's, it's an unreal movie. It's a plot twist. You're going to be like, holy cow, did not expect that at the very end. So definitely watch it. It's a good flick. I can't wait to watch it. I think this will be the first week everyone watches. Um, it's about yeah. magic. Now, for the listeners, Cam, is there anywhere for the listeners to watch this legally? Um, legally, no idea. Illegally, I can give you countless websites. <laughs> Tucker. All right, listeners. So if you have any place you want to watch it, watch it on uh, Ask, just ask Cam. Tucker, if you don't watch it, you lose a point. So the I'm ready. I know Amanda wants to watch it because she's in love with Christian Bale. Um, so I definitely have a good one for this one. All right. So last round, Cam, I'm going to bring up the last round you brought up a few weeks ago in the chat I just found. Board games. You wanted to talk board games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cam got ready for this one. Um, Sat right up. I think undoubtedly... The best board game is Clue. Um, I think my second is Monopoly. However, Monopoly, it just takes way too long. I can't do it, and every time I go out first or second, or any time I don't win, I flip the board, and it's over for everyone. So Clue is a game. It can be wrapped up in 10 minutes. It can be wrapped up in 20 minutes. You know, you just have to really be involved and take notes and take, you know, really understand who has what it's a thinking game and you feel really good when you win so boom so i'm right with you clue's my favorite board game played all the time i'm surprised by this i'm somewhat of a savant 
at Clue. When I was a kid, I was destroying my family at Clue, all of them, like my grown-up adult family, destroying them. There, were, there have been multiple games where I got the guests right first round. Um, that's happened about three times. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a savant. Uh, I love Clue. Monopoly, I'll, get, I'll be honest with you, I've never played a real game of Monopoly in my life. Wow. Um, we used to play when I was a kid, and because it took so long and my mom didn't want to put up with it, we played like a, just, you just go around the board a couple of times, buy as many properties as you can if you, you have the most, or the best ones at the end. We had Disney clues, so if you owned like Lion King or Disney Monopoly, you owned like Lion King, you win the game because that's the best Disney movie. Um, so I've never really played a game of Monopoly. I I know the rules, and I'd love to play one, but I've just never done it. Um I'm going to give you an underrated board game. It's Trivial Pursuit. I love stupid. You just played it this week. Yep. I love stupid. I, I love Jeopardy. I love just trivia that has nothing to do with anything. Just, I just know so many random facts in my life. Oh. Trivia. So Trivial Pursuit is a great game. I don't even think I own it, but I've played it before. Like, I think I have a Disney Trivial Pursuit if you get the same. Uh, we have a bit of a, a Disney thing in my house, but uh, we have Disney Trivial Pursuit. And uh, I love that. So, Trivial Pursuit. Uh, we're going to do a poll. I can't do Clue because Clue's taken. I will go Trivial Pursuit as my game of choice. Uh, Dylan. Oh, God. This is a tough one. Um, you know, I, initially I wanted to just go plain old boring Dylan and say chess just because chess is a great <laughs> game. <laughs> Been around a long time. Uh a lot of skill involved. Um, but I think I'm going to go with another classic, um, not as old. I'm going to go with Risk. Risk is a great game. If you haven't uh, sat down and and played Risk for four hours and then left the board for the next day for four hours, you haven't lived a very boring life like I have. But it is a fun, <laughs> it is a fun game. Um, and the, the feeling of winning, of, uh, of conquering that entire board, it's great, especially at a young age. And everybody loves war, right? So, um, risk. risk. Throw it on the board, risk. Risk is a game that I always, I, I think this is another one that I just have never played a legitimate game of risk. I've never started one. Never. So I played, I played it, I had it. <laughs> we got Wasted I, Takes Risk. Let's get it going. I love the, uh, the aspect, like the war and the, like the whole the whole idea of it, and like moving the soldiers around the board. As a kid, I was like, "Wow, I'm a general. I own the world." But I don't think I ever played a legitimate like rules based game. I think we made up our own rules and played in my house. Like again, we just want to follow the rules. Rule break is over here, but risk. I'll, I'll buy. It's a good game. Um, Tucker, thoughts? So I'm gonna throw out two board games. One that I'm gonna put down as my favorite. And a second that I think that we need to play. I'm not sure if it counts as a board game as much of something like that, but first off, a game that I think our group should play, I feel like we could kill a game of Dungeons and Dragons. I don't exactly know what Dungeons and Dragons is, but I think it would be fun. I watched one video of someone playing it and it looked like a blast. And I'm super into it now. I really want to try it out. Um, but my game of choice is probably going to be a game that my dorm roommates got into this year was Catan. Never Catan's breaking out the set. 
stupid games in round four. You haven't heard of Catan? Never heard of it. Really? Isn't that like a Japanese fighting art where they no, hit each other no, with like bamboo sticks? I. It's a pretty common game. I played like a weird version of it, but yeah, no, it's a pretty common game that a lot of people have played. Really fun, really strategic, just about like gaining resources and stuff. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, so probably Katana would be my pick. Uh Fun fact about Dungeons and Dragons: I got invited to a league by one of my coworkers this winter, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll see you there." But uh, <laughs> I could probably get into that. I was a big War- Warcraft guy back in the day. I, I loved that game, and uh, very similar. We I just need a spell. leader. I'm pretty sure you need a leader that knows what they're doing, bro. I know all that nerdy crap. Like I, uh, I know that crap. Yeah, no, but you you yeah. don't you don't get to play though if you're the. Uh, the game master, I think, is what it's called. I can see Dylan being a great game master. Oh, I want, but I want to play. Dylan has no imagination. Are I you mean. kidding me? Oh my god, no. Dude, we would Dylan, be. You're not good enough to be a game master. You hear that? <laughs> this would be Dylan's game. I walked down a brown road and there was a brown by the brown castle. That's what Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> but what was in that brown castle? A brown bag. Filled um, with. That's uh, Ways It Takes, episode 19. My lucky number, 19, by the way. Um, Happy birthday. So hit us up. That's one of my birthdays. So hit us up on socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter. We'll have a couple polls for you. You'll decide which to take last week and this week. And we'll do a little board game uh, thing with you. Maybe one day we'll get a Pong tournament going. Who knows? But uh, thanks for getting wasted with us. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we have a beautiful time.